Hello and welcome to episode three of the By Steve Road podcast, a photography podcast that also looks at social media and travel. And today we're going to be looking at some shoots that I took this weekend. So if you followed the Instagram story, the plan was to do four shoots in four nights. However, due to some crazy plans that I've got like last minute, I'm not going to be able to do the four shoots. However, we have got three shoots and let's go one by one because Friday was awful. There's not much more to be said about that. I saw this new place, which I drove by in a taxi. I thought it was going to be good. Turns out not so much. I just don't know. I don't know. There was just nothing there sparking my creativity or like maybe I was just too tired. Who knows? But I'll probably go back and see what it looks like in the rain because you just never know like the most boring of places or just most regular looking places. As soon as it starts raining, the whole thing transforms. Um, so that will be something to look at for then. Saturday night, awesome night for shooting. I got lots of good shots. Um, if you're in the Incheon area, Incheon is like the like a really big city out just outside of Seoul. Um, if you're in the Incheon area, probably know this place called Art Center. It's one of the best places for like drinking and eating out, just like all of that in this area. Um, and it's because of all that, we've got some of like the greatest neons and also some of the like most cramped alleys. The whole place is awesome. If you do remember this one shot of the guy holding an umbrella and he's standing over a drain and then through his legs, this like pink neon beam is shooting through. If you do remember that from my one of my previous photos, that was also taken on this spot. So this particular picture, which I'm just editing right now, um, this one was taken at the art center and it's pretty crazy because what happened was um, this guy, he was practicing his light show for whatever performance was going to happen on the Saturday night. So, or wait, what night? No, the Sunday night. Who knows what he was doing? But he was, he was practicing something with the spotlights. And then, you know, the scene just happened in front of me. And I started shooting. I stayed there for a while and I was shooting all kinds of people going by. At one point, I did lie on my stomach. The first time I've ever done that. I decided to just get down on the floor lie on my stomach and see what kind of angle that would bring me. Um, it was actually pretty interesting as an angle. I do recommend it. It was just, I didn't get the good shot from doing that, but definitely recommend getting on your stomach. Just, you know, watch for your clothes and all that. Yeah. But um, the whole night was just uh, pretty awesome. I got a lot of good shots, uh, did a bit of shooting with the prison, but actually... I try to not rely on it. As I've said, if you're new to the podcast or whatever, I don't want to rely on the prism too much because it becomes like, I don't know, it's, it's kind of the thing that I'm going to rely on if a scene is boring, yeah? Because otherwise, all shots are just going to be with the prism. And, you know, I, I want to also do conventional method of photography. Um, so, yes, yeah, Saturday night was awesome. Moved on to Sunday night. Now, okay, I found a gem. I found one of the greatest places to shoot in Korea. Uh, it might be over-exaggerating still, but this place is called Butcheon, and that is in between Incheon and in between Seoul. I have never seen so many streets just filled with neon. I don't know what it was. It's kind of like they just went crazy with it. There's two plazas, South Plaza and North Plaza. North Plaza seemed to be the more, well, the more... Uh, younger area so to say there was a lot more younger bars the streets were packed at that one point we couldn't even barely move down for some reason some people decided it would be a good idea to drive their big 4x4 through it who knows but still we got um 
even more good shots from that night and I'm definitely going to be t returning when I am when it when it rains this uh, particular shot that I'm editing right now I jumped on top of a wall to get it I just saw this building it's lit up half and half or even in threes yellow blue pink it's just that these trees are blocking it I don't know maybe I could crop it let's just keep editing but um just so many streets uh, so the North Plaza, if you're going to go, Buchon, in between Incheon and Seoul, and on that dark blue line, um, that that particular place is awesome. North Plaza is where the majority of the neons are. South Plaza, that was more for the older folk. Um, if you know anything about Korea, the older folk drink just as much, if not more, than young people out here. And they need their own separate quarter because, you know, they get rowdy. But... Um, South Plaza wasn't that good. There, there wasn't as many little places. So there you go. There's some tips for you there. Um, Art Center in Incheon and Buchon, which is in between Incheon and Seoul. Didn't get a chance to go into Seoul, but I will be this week. I will be doing a shoot with Sequi, a, well, how, how would I say it? A DJ duo? That's it. A DJ duo um, with Closet Yi. And now one, um, good friend of mine, Closet. She's a really good DJ, really talented. And uh, we're going to team up and do a shoot. A cyberpunk themed for the both of them for promo promotional material or whatever they decide to use it for. So, yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be this weekend. Um, I've not actually done many shoots with models or with like a, where, with a subject that I've set up. Usually it's always candid or whatever. But I do enjoy the change of pace and it actually really, you learn a lot. When I did that shoot recently with the, the Altered Carbon one where I worked with a professional model who is a friend of mine, he was able to like let me in on all the things that I should be saying and direct into models. It was a whole, yeah, that, that whole thing with models, that's crazy. And soon I am going to get a um, another photographer that's really good, a good photographer in Seoul, Dom Surreal. I'm going to get him on the podcast soon because he does a lot of work with models and is worth learning and I can learn and you can learn whilst we do the podcast. So that was it. That was the weekend of shooting. Um, and then something also crazy happened. Can't go the whole podcast without mentioning this. Dropped a picture Friday night on Reddit in pics, uh, subreddit pics. Um, and that was a picture that I took in, um, that was in Juwon. And it's the one of the guy walking down the street, looking at direct into the camera and, um, it's all lit up. It was raining the neon, of course. And, um, that one went huge. It went to the front page of Reddit. The only problem is though on pics, they don't allow you to comment with your Instagram, com uh, Instagram link. Damn it. You know, that could have been big. Um, I checked, I was able to link my website and obviously I have my Instagram link on the website. It was just a bit too hard to get people to keep going through. And I, and I checked the, um, I checked the, what do you call it? Like the analytics um, of, of website traffic and it, it was in the thousands. Oh man, if, if that, that many people came to my account that night, who knows how many followers I got. So all the Saturday I was a bit, well, Saturday morning I was a bit like, you know, a bit frustrated with it. So then I uploaded a picture to the subreddit. I tap, I took a photo, which uh, last year I won the photo of the year competition for. There's a really great subreddit. You can learn a lot through the, the amount of photos that are taken up there. Well worth 
posting up on that. Um, that's when I just chanced my luck and posted the prison picture on there, one, one of my favorite prison pictures, which I took in Seoul, in Jongno. And whoa, that just went off the chain, front page of Reddit, two days in a row, would you believe it? And this time I was able to link the Instagram link. And um, how many? I think I got 800 followers in the space of 24 hours. That's just nuts. Thank you to everyone who came over, came over from there. You made my year or my day or my year. Who knows? I might have a bad year from here on out. So maybe you made the year. Um, but awesome, awesome response. Lots of positive comments. Obviously, some snidey ones you get that with Reddit, but you just got to ignore them. Um, I did say I was going to go into Reddit on this podcast. Change a plan because, well... On the Instagram story over the weekend, I decided that I was, well, I was going to talk about my travel because um, I'm planning it right now. Um, so what I was doing, I was going through the travel planning, the costing, um, routes, the whole thing. And I was looking to go out in September and October. However, I've done the maths. It just ain't possible. Um, the reason is, is because... Whichever time I decide to go, due to the way semesters work out here, schools don't typically recruit during the middle of a semester. They only do that if it's like a teacher's pulled out last minute, and that's kind of rare. And also that throws up warning signs if you're going to take a job last minute, because why is that teacher left like that? There are big consequences to break a contract in Korea. I've, I've seen it in the schools I've worked in that... If you pull out, you've got to pay recruitment fees. You've also got to pay back your airfare. So you've got to pay a lot of money. And the school let like border control know about that. Like, so when you get to the airport, they get, you're going to flag up that you owe money and that you're doing a runner. Um, so with that in mind, six months, so I can actually look for a decent job with a decent apartment, etc., um, six months would be the gap between wages. Now, um, I haven't got that kind of money to spare, to be honest. And I, and I could chance it by working through with my Instagram and selling prints and that, but it's you know it's not guaranteed. So I'm going to be sensible for once in my life. I tell you what, this is a big step for me because I'm a very last minute. Once I made the decision, I go for it and I deal with the consequences later. This might be the most adult thing I've ever done. I've I've thought about my finances to a large degree, so pat on the back from me, my mum will be happy. But um, yeah, so it looks like what well, what it could be that I could then like wait another three months for that semester to finish. But then I'm gonna be it's gonna be the winter, and I want to go to Japan for like a long time, like a month or two. And there's I don't want to be in um, in Japan in the winter because the plan is to try and climb Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji is my favorite mountain in the world. I just love the way it looks, always have done. And when I saw it last year, it was, uh, man, it was a bucket list moment. I, I felt overwhelmed. Like I didn't even think like a, something could do that to me, but like I was like, wow, that I've finally done something that I've been meaning to do for the longest of time. Not gonna say my whole life, but overplay it, you know, but, um, Mount Fuji is truly breathtaking and um, I do want to climb it. I couldn't climb it last time because it was out of season. You can only climb it really between 
uh, it was it April to September, and then like outside of that you can climb it. But the website says you need like professional climbing gear. You ain't gonna get me with the ice picks, tell ya. But um, that was the that's the plan. So to avoid the winter and afford the off season to not climb Fuji, I'm gonna have to wait six months, six more months after I finish this contract, which means I'm gonna sign on for an extra half a year, and then I'll be leaving in March. So it's not the most exciting of decisions, but what it does, it allows me enough time to start to build everything and get finances in. And the, how did I do it? So let's talk about travel. So um, Skyscanner is one of the best places to choose for flights. That's no secret. Um, the best thing to do is to go by your monthly view and you can see every day the cheapest flight in the, in the calendar month. And then you can also then compare it to all the others. So that's what I do. And a lot of people ask me, do you buy pre-buy the or pre-book the flights rather before you leave for travel? Now, when I did my last backpacking adventure, and if you didn't check out podcast one, I'll just quickly go through it. That was South Korea to Japan to Hong Kong to Malaysia to Indonesia over to Bali, up to Vietnam to Poland to England. And um, none of, only the flights from Japan to Hong Kong were the only ones that I booked and then after that it was all like just whenever me and my friend decided to go traveling so <clears throat> got a frog in my throat there um so um the best thing to do is just keep your eye on Skyscanner and those flight prices they change every day um don't go for direct if you unless like it's quite close but try not to go for direct do look for having to stay over the night. Also look for flights that are like very late. Um, it will mean that you have to sleep in the airport until the taxis, uh, not the taxis, until the trains start in the morning. But that is one of the, the best ways to get cheap flights. It is rough sleeping in an airport, just like trying to stay awake until your flight leaves. But those really like what do they call them, like red-eye flights or whatever? Those really late flights or those really early morning flights, they're the ones to take as the, you know, the more favorable time, the more ideal time. That's the, the price that's going to be the most expensive. So um, they're the flights that we looked for, me and my friend. Um, and we also made a good use of bush travel, that sort of thing. Um, and if you're wondering why Poland, what I did was, this is another good tip, so I was in Vietnam and I had to get back home to England. Now, I checked out the flights from Vietnam to England and they were more they were quite expensive. So I looked at alternatives and an actual cheaper alternative was to fly to Poland and spend the store and spend the night in Poland and then fly back to England. That was cheaper than a flight from Vietnam to England. And the flight from Vietnam to England wasn't even direct. It was a stop off in Amsterdam and a, with a wait of like 10 hours or something. It's just, there's, there's no point. I had a lot, a more enjoyable time around Poland for the night. That was absolutely awesome. So always look for alternatives. Just because you've got a flight that maybe looks ideal, just look for alternatives in the way that different routes home, I should say, different routes home. So you can choose different countries to fly to and see if they've got flight to, uh, cheaper flights from out of there. Because in Europe, you've got things like Ryanair, 
really budget flights. So that's what you've got to make use of. So um, definitely look for alternatives route, alternative routes home. Um, all right. With that said, let's just go for a couple of questions now because we're coming up to a close. How, how are we doing? Four minutes left. Um, I might go over a little bit. So um, I've got a quest few questions here. Renzo QG asking me, what's an ideal first country to travel to? Um, it's, quite, it's a broad question. The reason being is, I, firstly, I don't know where he's based. So he could be anywhere in the world. Um, but if you're looking for a country that maybe you feel like you're getting that sense of travel, but at the same time it's safe, then I'd say something like Vietnam or Indonesia. Um, with those countries, I really, truly felt like I was traveling. Like I do enjoy the cities quite a lot, but when you get out and you, you're walking through countryside and you're really like, you're looking for buses to catch and you get on the bus and it's, and it looks like it was made in about the 1930s and then you start to get that sense of travel and you get in the accommodation and it's a little bit like, not sketchy, but you know what I mean? It's not city five stars or whatever, do you know what I mean? So um, I'd say something like Vietnam or, or uh, Indonesia because those are really safe countries. Um, but at the same time, you do get that sense of traveling. You can be quite free. Um, there's there's no dangers like a lot of people say about Myanmar because it's quite undiscovered but there's like a lot of landmines also a lot of political tension and whatever everything that's going on out there so you know you do get your countries like that so yeah check out Vietnam I was in Hanoi for a while that was absolutely awesome really good food really friendly people Vietnam is just such a beautiful country and I will return back one day um, uh, or Indonesia for all the reasons Vietnam was. Um, let's move on to a, something actually I do want to talk about, accommodation from Lily, Lil Yub too, yeah? Um, right, so accommodation. How, she asked, well, how do I find good places to stay? Now, when you choose accommodation, it's a lottery. Let me give you an example. Um, we chose a place on booking.com, me and my friend, when we went to Hong Kong. And this place was good price. It was cheap. Um, and also had decent ratings. So we turn up to a place called Chunking Mansions. And oh my God, you go from Hong Kong, you're like walking through the streets and then you go into Chunking Mansions, you're in a different, completely different world. It is crazy. I can't even describe it. It's just packed. Um, and there's people from all over the world in there and they're all selling. There's like, I don't know, like maybe like restaurants or whatever and things like that. I mean, all, all kinds of things going on there, but it just felt sketchy. There's a lot of people like I knew it just felt unsafe. There was something about it. There was a vibe that we were getting from the people in there. Um, and it is a maze. You can't find the elevator for the life of you because like we're just walking around and walking around and we're just constantly getting harassed for hostels you know like people coming up like by hostel and they're like grabbing your arm you're like no 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 um also actually with chunking mansions usually like people try to sell you sketchy stuff yeah like drugs and that but in chunking mansions for some reason there's a lot of people trying to sell suits a suit can you, can you imagine a backpacker <laughs> I couldn't even fit my flip-flops in my bag, let alone keep a suit pristine in there. So, 
Yeah, if you do, if you are looking for a cheap suit, I'm sure there's a guy that there's a guy that can help you out in Chunking Mansions. So anyway, we're in Chunking Mansions, Kowloon, by the way, in Kowloon, um, and we finally found the elevator after asking a very friendly man. He, he, he pointed us in the direction. There was only one elevator working for the whole building and there were huge queues for it, man. And they were just packing people in and there were all sorts of backpackers there with their huge back, with the huge backpacks trying to fit in this little tiny elevator. And me and my mate were like, oh, this is it. We're just gonna plunge to our deaths in this elevator. I don't know. So anyway, we go up the elevator. We finally get in, we finally found our hostel. And the guy, by the way, that was like the hostel manager or whatever, was like, made sure he finished his mobile phone game before serving us. It was, it was so frustrating. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. One minute, I just gotta finish this level. Are you serious, man? This is a bit. This is a business. Let us in. And so we finally get in. And then my friend goes, "This place feels like um, this. I've I've never seen the Star Wars movies. Don't don't download." downvote me because of that um but he likened it to this place in uh, in star wars and so he did the google search found a wikipedia page and on the top of the wikipedia page it said the exact same thing my friend said about this star wars bar i i think it's a i know what he's talking about it's a famous scene in the star wars movies with the really sketchy looking bar they liken that atmosphere of that bar to the whole of chunkin mansions also chunkin mansions um is a fire death trap. They're like it's one. Of, it's got like the worst safety records for fire fire safety, whatever. But like, for unfortunately, people have died in the past with with the fire safety regulations and um, the elevators and the and the really cramped stairways. So yeah, we didn't get lucky on that one. Now, my stepdad was a policeman in Hong Kong back in the 80s. So I texted him. I was like, you ever heard of Chunkin Mansions? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Avoid it at all costs. I was like, great. No, I can't. I'm in it right now. <laughs> now, it's changed a lot since he was a policeman in Hong Kong. Back in the 80s, Chunkin Mansions was the hotbed for drugs coming in and out of Asia. It, this was the point. Um, and now it's a lot cleaner. Now it's just guys trying to sell suits, not cocaine. But back in the day, this was like one of the worst spots in the whole of Hong Kong. And so my stepdad, you know, that's all he knew. So he was like, what the hell? Why are you there? Get out now. I was like, no, it's calm now. But still, this, is, this isn't a place I'm going to come back to when I next visit Hong Kong. So what, what can you do about accommodation? I did ramble about that, but it is one of my favorite stories about the whole time traveling. I have an even worse accommodation story. Uh, how long? We're rambling a bit, aren't we? Let me have a look how long we've been going. 23, uh, you know what? You, maybe you'll enjoy this one because in Singapore, we had a bad experience as well where it, it wasn't too bad, but the place was dirty and we were basically staying with a family. Now, the problem was that the father of this family, there were comments about it that we didn't spot. Um, what were we on? I think it was Airbnb. We, uh, we spotted some comments after we booked and after we were on our way saying that the place is good, but the dad of the family has like issues with his, with his body odor. And me and my mate were like, fantastic. And then we got there and uh, we understood almost immediately what those comments meant. Um, the rest of the house was like, okay. And like the 
the mother and the daughter, the daughter was kind of like running it, but you know, they were, they were fine. But like the dad, mate, he, he did have some body odor issues. Those, those rumors were true. Also didn't change out of his vest and underpants, which he just wore around the apartment. No problem. Uh, he didn't change out of them for all four to five days that we were there. And you could tell they were the same ones because of the stains on the front. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a little bit disgusting. Can't lie. Um, but that's all part of the experience, isn't it? Because you can't you can't guarantee you can never guarantee that you're gonna have a nice place. You know, for every bad experience, you're also gonna have an awesome experience. We stayed in the nicest place in Fuji really nice like traditional Japanese home we we um any other good ones Bali was good in Yogyakarta in Yogyakarta the people that we stayed with they claimed that the daughter was a princess of the Indonesian royal family uh, I don't know that's what she, that's what she claimed but nice house nonetheless and they were very nice people um so the best thing to do Go through Airbnb. Um, always use the sliders, the filters, make good use of them. I found some awesome accommodation in Japan, these little capsule rooms. And then you just really got to take your time reading through all the comments. Remember to always think of the price that you're using compared to the comments. Because a lot of people, they will moan about a $15 a night apartment. And they'll moan that, oh, it the bed wasn't that comfortable or the bathroom wasn't that big like come on mate you're paying $15 like always bear that in mind you do get some people that just completely want the world with a budget you know what I mean and so it go, go through those comments just look for those warning sign comments like yeah the dad don't change out of his underpants and he does a lot of grunting and maybe it kind of feels like he's shouting at you a lot but we don't know um yeah wild guy I am, I'm missing. Um, but anyway, um, so that's my advice for the accommodation. Um, and that, that's it. We should end the podcast there before I just go through day by day the old, the old backpacking trail. So um, if you do want to support the podcast, um, please make sure you subscribe, leave a like, leave a comment. Um, on Instagram, you can follow me at Steve Rowe underscore link in the description. Also, if you want to buy prints, stickers, phone cases, workbooks, notebooks, I've got it all. It's over at my website, www.bysteverowe.com. Again, the link is in the description and head to the store. And that's it for now. And I'll see you next week where I do promise I'll go in depth into how you can build a huge profile through using Reddit. All right, bye-bye now.